You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome on into the Phillies Today podcast. I am your host, Dan Wilson. Happy to be with you recording this on April 6th, the episode for Friday, April 7th, 2023. And sitting here uh, in, you know, in the studio and Beautiful day in Philadelphia. Beautiful day here on Thursday, April 6th, 2023. Obviously, opening day uh, just about 24 hours ago was postponed uh, against the Cincinnati Reds. That's why they leave that opening day off day there on Friday. It's annoying. It didn't really make a ton of sense when they were down in Texas because they do have a roof. They have the option to close it up, so no possible chance of inclement weather. But in Philadelphia, it makes sense. You leave the off day there. You kind of know this is the deal. And if there's any chance of bad weather on opening day, they're going to move it. Like, there's opening day festivities, people take off work for opening day. Opening day is and should be a big deal. So I get why they canceled it. It's frustrating when you look outside and it's 80 degrees outside your window, and, you know, I'm walking through Center City today and by the sports complex, and it's beautiful all over the Delaware Valley. And it would have been an awesome day for baseball, an awesome day. You know, rain still on the forecast a little bit later at night, but they had certainly a three- to four-hour window around 3 p.m. to get in this opening day against the Reds. But alas, that is not what is in the cards. They reschedule it for Friday. Uh, Again, what was previously an off day, so no issues getting in the game. People who have the season ticket hold, you know, not season ticket holders, rather, but opening day ticket holders now still have the ticket to game one of the season. There will still be uh, the great, you know, the Phillies do opening day right. They'll still have the team walking in from center field in their jerseys. They'll have plenty of other pregame festivities where the entire team gets announced. They introduced uh, other members of the staff, front office, things of that nature. Opening day is certainly a bucket list item if you have never been. But this is not opening day of the Major League Baseball season. It is opening day at Citizens Bank Park. They'll show off the new scoreboard. Uh, And of course, this will be the first time the Phillies return home, have a chance to raise that National League banner from 2022. But it will not be the first time they play a game in the year 2023. Actually had a chance to go up uh, and see them in New York, in the Bronx on Wednesday. Phillies lost 4-2 at the hand of the Yankees. But the Phillies obviously have not looked good. They've been 1-5 thus far. They went to Texas, got swept. They finally get that one, the burden off their back of winning a singular game. They do it in the Matt Strom start, just to, as everybody predicted. Uh, you know, he pitches well. They win that game on Tuesday night. They come back on Wednesday. So they're 1-5. But where I wanted to begin today, actually, is... I'm optimistic about this team, and not just because it's it's early and it's six games. Obviously, all those things are true. But I'm optimistic about this team because I actually have a couple of reasons why I think you everyone should be optimistic about this team. First of all, it's just throw the first six out. The new season, it begins Friday. It was, it was a bad road trip. They happen all the time in baseball. If this type of road trip happened, I said it uh, earlier in the week, if this type of road trip happened in June or July, you know, we wouldn't be happy. We wouldn't be thrilled. You always wanted to see the Phillies go out on the road and at least play 500 baseball, and you come home and 
that's where you make up ground, as the old adage has it. But if they went one and five on a road trip and they had play played well before it and played well after it, no one would be complaining at to the level of we're seeing right now. What we're seeing a sense of not panic, but urgency and frustration within the fan base, within, you know, the Phillies clubhouse because they have started one and five and there's a lot of pressure being the National League champs. This isn't a role the Phillies have taken on since the 2010 season. Like, they, they went to the World Series. Rob Thompson's going to be managing the All-Star game this year because he was deemed the best manager in the National League. That's the honor, you know, you get as going to the World Series. So they have the X on their back. They have the target on their back. They're going to get every team's best because they are a World Series team from just a season ago, and they haven't looked like it here in the early going. But th- I think it's easy to throw the first six out, start the season today, I believe there will be a jolt of returning to Citizens Bank Park. The Phillies were 47-34 and 34 at home last year, played below 500 on the road. So it's not as if this is uncommon or you know, for this group. Again, many teams and most teams play better at home than they do on the road, but we know what that home field advantage was, but that's a regular season statistic. We know how huge it was playing in the postseason at Citizens Bank Park. They didn't lose a game until Game 4 of the World Series in front of the home crowd, but many of those 47 games they won at home last season were not in front of Rockets, Citizens Bank Park crowds. Yes, the folks who go down there every night, and the diehards, and the people who are watching this team day-to-day are, you know, sometimes loud passion, but there are plenty of nights where ballpark's kind of dead, it's on a weeknight, and the crowd probably isn't playing that much into it, but they, this team does play better with that last at-bat and playing uh, in front of Citizens Bank Park, even if the crowd is not at full capacity. And when it is full capacity, as it will be on opening day, and we'll certainly see a lot closer, you know, a lot better attendance in the early going of the season, just from the hangover from last year, deservedly so, going to the World Series, the attendance will be better. I believe this team, I believe this team can and will see a jolt returning home to Citizens Bank Park. So look for them to look good in this series against the Cincinnati Reds. I think Two or three, maybe even a sweep is not out of the question. Come out, get an opening day win. If they if they look good against the Reds and they have a good series against the Marlins after returning home, I think it's easy to put that bad road trip in Texas, in New York, quickly in the rearview mirror. So that's where I'm at on this team. I think there's still reason to be optimistic because, again, they are returning home. Number two, and this is not necessarily uh, in regards to this team in the immediate short term, but as we take an outlook on the season, is Bryce Harper took batting practice yesterday. Bryce Harper took batting practice yesterday in New York, and the reports were that this isn't necessarily ahead of schedule, behind schedule, but it's right on schedule, but it's right on the schedule that the Phillies set for themselves and the Phillies set for Bryce Harper, which is that he's not on the 60-day IL, and he's due to come back sometime possibly in May, by the end of May here. We're going to have two-thirds of the season Bryce Harper, albeit in a possible DH role, but Bryce Harper at bats, not nearly, not nearly as far away as we all initially thought. You know, original reports when he had the Tommy John surgery is all-star break, maybe early July. If we get two-thirds of the season of Bryce Harper, I still feel very, very good about this team. I think it's a huge, huge reason to be optimistic. I mean, no kidding, the guy was, you know, an MVP a couple of years ago. He is certainly the most valuable player on this team, a valuable piece of this lineup. So the fact that Bryce Harper is taking batting practice and seems to be a lot closer than we initially anticipated. Think how many of us would have immediately, immediately signed up for him taking batting practice the second week of the season, not even the second series of the season, first week of the season, before they even return home. I think that is an incredibly, incredibly good sign. Uh, And Bryce Harper is going to be back and 
hitting tanks at Citizens Bank Park and getting doubles and all that fun stuff that Harper does, uh, the value that he brings to this team with each and every at-bat, I, I don't think that's too far away. And that, that seems to be the indication of where things are trending. So that's number two. And the number three is you take a look at who the Phillies are playing. They are returning home to play the Cincinnati Reds. Now, the Texas Rangers and the New York Yankees, uh, you know, they're both formidable opponents. The Yankees certainly very, very good. The Rangers, depending on what projections you looked at, certainly going to be in the eighty, you know, in the eighties in terms of wins. The Cincinnati Reds projected again, depending on the sports book, 65, 66 wins for the twenty twenty three season. That is amongst the worst, not just in the National League. But in all of baseball, like this is a last place bottom feeder roster as everyone sees it. Come home and beat these guys. Now, I I know that beating up on the lesser teams, especially earlier in the season, does not always convert in baseball the way it does in a sport like football or basketball. But here's an opponent where the Phillies really, really have a chance and say, okay, we're clearly the better team. We're returning home. There's going to be the excitement level of, you know, we went to the World Series last year. These fans are eager to watch, watch Phillies baseball. These e- the fans are eager to support this team. And I'll get to a little bit in a second what I think this opening weekend looks like, You know how close the Phillies are to possibly getting booed if they drop a game or they have a few bad innings, whatever the case might be. But I do believe that on opening day, the excitement will be there. Despite the fact that they went 1-5, and five, the excitement will be there to start as the team enters during intros and through the first couple of innings. Again, if they go down nine up, nine down, six up, six down, whatever the case might be, will they hear it from the fans? Sure. But I think these players, I'd like to think these players know they've seen what it looked like on the extreme opposite end, right? Like things are going great, going to the World Series, how raucous Citizens Bank Park can be. I would think that taking boos from those people who showed you the most amount of support in the world and we heard all postseason about how great that South Philadelphia home field advantage was. That they're turning the pitch comrexes all the way up and that they can barely hear themselves in the dugout. It's four hours of hell, as one anonymous coach told Rob Thompson. If they get booed, I can't imagine this team is going to be phased by it the same way that they were in previous years. So I still believe it'll be a really, really good atmosphere down there. I think if the Phillies give the fans reason to cheer, they will cheer and it will jumpstart this team in a way that they didn't get in Texas or in New York. But the Cincinnati Reds, as I mentioned, not a very good team. This is a great chance to right the ship of the season. And it's not just at home. Seven of the next ten games are against the Cincinnati Reds. And besides the fact that I can't really stand when Major League Baseball does this, I hate when things are scheduled out this way, where the way the schedule works now is you have two home series and two away series against your division, one home series and one away series against uh, the other 10 teams in your league, in the Phillies case, the National League Central and the National League West, uh, and then you're guaranteed at least one series against all interleague opponents the first year of this format. But the the league play, the not, like the Phillies playing the Cincinnati Reds last year, they did the same thing, one home series, one away series. So this is, the Phillies are going to be done with the Reds like for the entire season a week and a half from now. Like, middle of April, they will not play a single game against the Reds for the remainder of the season, barring a playoff matchup. And I just told you what the Reds are projected to do. Don't think that's happening, again, unless something incredibly unexpected happens. But even so, even if they were a good National League team, on the 162-game slate, between it's guaranteed that between the middle of April and the end of September, the Phillies will not see the Reds again. 
So that's annoying. I, I think that should be more spread out in case a player is injured. And it, it should be just, it feels like you could swap that with another series rather than playing them so close together. And it's just like a toss up by the end of it because you're so familiar with this one team and you won't see him again for five and a half months. But in, in the short term, and what this looks like right now, this is a great thing for the Phillies. These are all very winnable baseball games. The Phillies are lineup is not going to be outmatched on most, if not all, nights. The Phillies should have the edge. They should be the favorite. They should come into these games, especially at Citizens Bank Park, feeling like they are the better team. And that if they play their game and they're able to right the ship and they're able to throw out the first six of the year and say, okay, like we didn't look ready, we didn't feel ready to start the season. And in New York, we got the one win off our back, so we didn't come home winless, still looking for one. Now's when the real season starts. We're back at home. This is where we succeeded the most a year ago. This is where we succeeded in the playoffs and made the best memories this fan base and this team has seen in a very, very long time. You jumpstart with that with the Reds. You carry that over into a series with the Marlins. And you go to Cincinnati and you look like an incredibly different road team because the team's bad. You have the confidence you can beat them. And that's what jumpstarts this season. Let's uh, Next 10 games, again, three against the Reds, three against the Marlins, four against the Reds in Cincinnati, seven, even possibly eight out of ten, should be within reason. But again, a realistic goal, maybe seven. If you can win seven of these next ten, then you're looking at a record with eight wins and eight. Lo- you're back to eight and eight. Like that's, that's how you correct this season. You get back to 500, you're midway through April, and it's like, okay, they, they, out, they undid the damage of those first two series immediately. I think the Phillies have a great, great opportunity here. And we know they've had struggles in prior years with the Marlins, and that has kept them out of the postseason uh, a number of times. But I think last year, getting to those playoffs, you hope that some of that is shaken away here. And they will. there are some formidable pitchers. Sandy Alcantara, Jesus Lazardo, I believe, is scheduled for the Marlins in the first two games of that series. And it's Division games are now even more important because you only get 14 games against them versus 19. But if nothing else, these 7 out of 10 ga- next 10 games against the Cincinnati Reds should provide a great, um, you know, amazing opportunity for the Phillies to try and right the ship of the season. It's a major reason why I'm so confident right now. On the other side, you're going to get to some other news bits uh, and things you might have missed or, you know, deserve discussion, in my opinion, in regards to this Phillies team, including a guy they called up. Uh, some possible lineup changes because a guy was put on the injured list uh, following Wednesday's game in the Bronx. Uh, and also want to analyze, you know, some early returns on how Dave Dombrowski did this past offseason because, you know, in case you hadn't noticed, not necessarily the best. Again, early. It's been one week. Uh, but some of the new additions have not been holding their weight among players who were here before. So we'll do- take a deeper dive into that as well. Again, you are listening to the Phillies Today podcast. And I am Dan Wilson. We will be right back. Welcome back, Phillies Today podcast. Again, Dan Wilson, happy to be with you, talking all things uh, related to the Philadelphia Phillies. Again, coming off an off day before opening day, I have to wait one more day uh, for Phillies-Reds opening day. It is a bummer for people with tickets to that game, and you take off work, and then you make plans, and you only have 24 hours uh, to fix that. But again, I do understand why the Phillies did it in this case. The forecast didn't look great. They tried to do the right thing a uh, day in advance. didn't work out if you looked out your window 80 degrees and sunny throughout the Delaware Valley on Thursday. Uh, certainly a great day for a ball game tomorrow, or Friday, I should say. 60 degrees overcast, certainly nice enough weather to play the game, but hoodie weather and not quite uh, summer weather, which would have been really, really awesome to 
welcome the boys, if you will, back home, the Philadelphia Phillies, back to Citizens Bank Park for the first time since going to the World Series in 2022. Uh, and it felt like summer, but not to be. So on Friday, 3.05, uh, they'll have maybe a little bit of playoff baseball weather. The last time they were playing baseball at Citizens Bank Park in October, it wasn't summer weather. So perhaps that can carry over a little bit as well. And I'm sure that atmosphere uh, is sold out Citizens Bank Park. Uh, will look really, really cool, both on TV or if you have a chance to attend. So wanted to hit a few kind of like news and nuggets things here uh, before we wrap up today's show. First of all, the news following Wednesday's game. So Derek Hall uh, got injured. Uh, it was actually on a play, di- you know, sliding into second base. And so he is put on the injured list here. So immediately the Phillies have to call someone up. They go with Cody Clemens. Now there were a few people, uh, whether if you look Twitter, you know, just following along, seemed to be surprised that Scott Kingry wasn't called up and that they went with Cody Clemens instead after, you know, he seemed to have a positive spring and there was discussion of him possibly making the roster. He obviously did not. And my takeaway was, and I was actually discussing this this whole situation uh, with my one of my fellow hosts here on the Phillies Today podcast, Tucker Bagley, about how Scott Kingry is not even on the Phillies 40-man roster. Like, he, he for him to be activated, someone would either have to be clear waivers or flat out waived or traded or something of that effect. So he's not on the 40-man roster. It doesn't seem like the Phillies really have any strong desire to call him up. And this isn't the first time they've had a chance to add him to the 40-man roster. Hoskins was obviously added to the 60-day injured list because we won't see him this year. Bryce Harper was not added to the 60-day injured list at all because it seems like the belief is he'll be back much sooner than initially anticipated, that would have been an opportunity to get Scott Kingery in the mix. But Cody Clemens was in the 40-man uh, roster. Scott Kingery was not. So it certainly seems like at the moment, the Philadelphia Phillies hold Cody Clemens in a higher regard than Scott Kingery. doesn't seem like necessarily a huge surprise. And as far as what you're getting out of Cody Clemens, I don't think this is a surprise to anyone. Like The guy's played in the major leagues once. or Yeah, he's played in the major leagues it was last year for the Detroit Tigers, 56 games. When I say once, I mean for one season. He played 56 games. His batting average was 145. His on-base percentage was below 200. OPS is 505. Like He's not doing anything much for you at the plate. He can play the infield, so that's why the Phillies uh, certainly need... And They lost Derek Hall, so they need to add another infielder. Uh, seems to be the logic behind that move. But as far as what the lineup will look like, should be interesting to see how Rob Thompson manages this. Now, certainly Derek Hall was named by Dave Dombrowski that for the most part, he would be the everyday first baseman. Rob Thompson had been you know, rotating him out of the lineup when lefties were on the mound. Certainly no surprise there. But as far as when it comes to your everyday first baseman, for the most part, it was Derek Hall. Now you're looking at a situation where maybe we see a lot more, and I suspect we see a lot more Alec Bohm at first base and Mundo Sosa at third base. They're have been a number of advocates, myself among them, that would love to see what Edmundo Sosa, not trying to overexpose him, but getting more regular everyday playing time would look like. Now might be the chance to do it because your other infielders at the moment, you have your starters, which, which Bohm, Stott, Trey Turner have Hall on the injured list. So now probably Edmundo Sosa, you're looking at Bohm at first, Sosa at third, and your two backups are Cody Clemens and Josh Harrison. So unless someone wants to see more of them in the everyday lineup, probably going to get pretty close to everyday Mundo Sosa and everyday Alec Bohm. So 
that's really what this effect is. I imagine Clemens will be used uh, again more as a utility infielder type of role if they need to sub someone in uh, late in the game. But there's no track record that suggests in the major leagues that he's given you much at the plate. And again, the most notorious thing about him is that he's the son uh, of, of course, the legendary Roger Clemens. So that's something to keep an eye on as well as how this lineup shakes out. Not a ton of flexibility on the infield at the moment if you're trying to play matchups. Uh, certainly, I think you're four, anyone would agree that the, by far the four best infielders the Phillies have right now are Bohm, Sosa, Turner, and Stott. So can't imagine there's going to be a ton of off time for now while Derek Hall uh, is on the shelf. So that brings the injured list uh, to, I mean, five guys. Nick Nelson on the injured list, Bryce Harper on the injured list, Reese Hoskins on the injured list, Ranger Suarez on the injured list, and of course now Derek Hall uh, adds himself onto the injured list here. Uh, Rafael Marchand should also say is on the injured list, but as far as guys who you would expect to be on the major league roster, uh, that is pretty much uh, it. So Harper, Hoskins, Suarez, Hall, the big ones. And when I take a look at the injuries to start the season, obviously not ideal. You know, Harper's best player on the team, and you know the MVP of this roster, he's gone. Reese Hoskins out for the season. We knew how big it would be losing him in the lineup. Now his replacement goes down. And, of course, Suarez being out for as long as that's true, it seems like we're going to get Matt, Matt Strom in the lineup and it bumps everybody up a day. Of course, that was the one game the Phillies won so far this season, but can't imagine that will continue to play itself out for much longer as you know sample size uh, does run its course. And you'll start to see the guys at the top of the rotation, I suspect, rise better, and the guys at the back end of the rotation will be wanting Ranger Suarez back uh, certainly in no time. I already would. So... That's how this lineup shakes out. That's, I think, the outlook on what this move in terms of Derek Hall moving to the injured list. 15-day IL, so we'll see how long he is actually on the shelf for. Uh, But Cody Clemens is up. Scott Kingery not on the 40-man roster, despite many hoping that they would go with him. Uh, And probably Edmundo Sosa, uh, more playing time for him. We actually saw Sosa in that game in New York on Wednesday go to center field. That was something... Uh, the Phillies had worked on during spring training, getting him more comfortable, more versatile uh, in terms of position standpoint, working on some outfield, working on some center field more specifically so that he could find his bat in the lineup more frequently, and he seemed happy to do it. So if he's more comfortable with that, maybe we see uh, some more lineup manipulation from Topper uh, sticking in Mundo Sosa in the outfield. But right now, his ser- service is certainly needed in the infield for the most part because that experiment uh, of moving him around positionally might have only taken six days, but it only also took six days for Derek Hall, as I said, to go on the shelf here. So um, I, I would suspect that the most obvious outcome in the lineup is Bohm goes to first, Sosa goes over to third. Really quick before we wrap up this episode of the Phillies Today podcast, wanted to make mention of what I said, you know, teasing the second segment uh, in regards to Dave Dombrowski's uh, offseason. And this is something we will continue to monitor and look at as the season goes along, but of course, it's you know it's been a week. The first two series of the Phillies season are now in the books, and uh, again, this is courtesy of Joe Giglio of the WIP Midday Show. He made note of the fact that uh, the three pitchers the Phillies added this offseason, or three of them, I should say, uh, Taiwan Walker in the rotation and Craig Kimbrell, Gregory Soto uh, in the bullpen. Walker had you know only went four and third, a four and a third inning. Allowed four runs, three walks in the start against the Yankees. Craig Kimbrell uh, said three walks, allowed a home run. He did close out the one game uh, that the Phillies have won thus far, but he's had he had a bad outing in Texas as well, where he, where he allowed three runs. And Gregory Soto, who let that game slip in New York, uh, had an 18 ERA. And for what it's worth, Zach Eflin, Noah Syndergaard, 
uh, and Matt Veerling have all had strong starts to the season. Eflin and Syndergaard's combined line, uh, 12 innings, 11 strikeouts, and just two earned runs on the year. And Matt Veerling actually, Matt Veerling has a 350 average and a 931 uh, OPS. Again, that tweet, uh, and it was being discussed on the WAP Midday Show, courtesy of Joe Giglio. Now, I don't think those things will continue to play out. I like the addition of Craig Kimbrell. Uh, I like the addition of Taiwan Walker. I'm not exactly sure. You know, he's probably about a four, which is where they have him. And I'm not expecting huge things from Taiwan Walker, but I expect him to be a good addition to this rotation at the back end of it. Uh, and Gregory Soto, again, needs to be better than what we've seen in the early going here. But I like the Dabrowski offseason uh, for the most part, I, especially the guys who they let go, uh, Syndergaard and Veerling, uh for the most part, but Eflin as well. I don't think the Phillies are going to be like massively regretting uh, losing those guys. I would have loved to bring back Zach Eflin, but Matt Veerling's not going to continue to hit that all season. Noah Syndergaard's not going to continue to pitch that well all season. But it is interesting to note that through the first week of the season, at least I believe it's worth mentioning, that the early returns on Dave Dombrowski's offseason uh, have not been good. So we will continue to look at that. Uh, we will continue to look at uh, you know this roster construction, the lineup construction that Rob Thompson uh, utilizes here uh, throughout the course of the season. Uh, and, of course, continue monitoring the Phillies today uh, and each and every day here on Phillies Today. Again, I am your host, Dan Wilson, signing off here today on the episode on this episode of the Phillies Today podcast. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.